1: Buffalo Bills fans is Matt Warren Editor-in-Chief At BuffaloRumblings.com And host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A It's our last show Before the roster Cutdowns this weekend And really the start Of the regular season We are out of quote unquote training camp uh, and into regular season rules for the media attending practices and uh, so we're just kind of in a a holding pattern now until the roster battles shake out over at One Bill's Drive so we're going to answer some questions about that this week and I'm sure you'll have more questions about it after the roster cuts are announced uh, this weekend Uh, so make sure you stay tuned to Buffalo Rumblings for all of that stuff while we um, go through the roster cuts this weekend as always you can call in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. We haven't had any voicemails in a while. I'd love to hear from you and hear other voices on the podcast. So give us a call 716-508-0405. You can always tweet us at Rumlings and on Twitter. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. And that's where we get the majority of our questions. You can send messages on instagram or facebook to get a hold of us you can comment in the comment section of our articles over at buffalorumlings.com as well go right to Rumlinks q a in the podcast tab and you can leave your questions in the comment section under our show notes every week so please get your questions in for next week's episode as we move into the body of today's episode uh, just make sure you keep in mind that Practices have been extremely limited. We haven't really been able to get a lot of information out of Bill's Beat Reporters, as we saw when Chris Brown was suspended for sharing information all the way back two weeks ago now. You just can't share a whole lot of information. So we're kind of flying a little bit blind as we go into roster cuts. We um, have some general ideas of of who's playing well and who's been injured and... um, not necessarily you know, who's playing where or who's with the first team or second team or anything like that because that's been prohibited by the Bills to be shared out with the um, with the fans. So just keep that in mind as we go forward. Like All of this stuff is a little bit iffy right now. Sean Sherman kicks us off today with, do you think our offensive line is top tier? And if not, why are we not working out or trading for upgrades? I think we are top 15 but it needs to be top five well i can answer parts of those questions in different moments um why are we not looking to trade for or sign more guys to get better it's just the wrong time of year for that they were able to get brian winters when john feliciano went down and he was a very very good offensive lineman at this stage in the offseason they were able to get a guy with a bunch of starting experience to kind of plug in and uh, not miss a beat with Feliciano out. Now, we'll get to this in a second because I'm not sure if, if it's going to be Ryan Winters and John Feliciano playing at right guard, but we'll get to that in a second, like I said. They did spend money and time this offseason trying to upgrade their offensive line. They brought in Darrell Williams, a former second-team All-Pro at right tackle. Uh, they brought in uh, Evan Bame. They brought in guys with starting experience to try to upgrade their offensive line. They re-signed Deion Dawkins to a massive contract. They have Mitch Morris on a massive contract. They have Quentin Spain, who they probably thought they couldn't get much better than, uh, at left guard. So really, it's the right side of their line that they're tinkering with. And they spent a second-round pick on Cody Ford to presumably fill one of those two spots last year. So you're looking at an offensive line that they've invested in heavily over the last two off-seasons. So, I mean, is it top 15? Maybe, probably. Uh, We'll have to see how they play together. But, um, you know, what are they going to do now to improve that? I don't know if there's a whole lot they can do right now to improve that. Honestly, I think the biggest thing that's going to help the offensive line is if Josh Allen can throw the ball with anticipation and not try to play hero ball and hold on to it for five, six seconds in the backfield. Deion Dawkins is more than an adequate left tackle. Mitch Morris is more than an adequate center. Um, Quinton Spain's adequate left guard. At right guard and right tackle, you have several several adequate to above adequate players I just think it's it's about coming together um, and Really, it's more going to be more about what Josh Allen and Devin Singletary and Zach Moss do Than it is about the offensive line at this point I think they've done all that they can to upgrade at their offensive line position and um, It's more likely that the Bills trade away an offensive lineman than it is they Trade for an offensive lineman. So thanks for your question um, over at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter Dude of Awesome on Twitter dovetails that comment um, Based off the video Posted on Twitter by the Buffalo Bills uh, Devin Singletary had a screen pass touchdown uh, We know that Ford was at guard And it was a split backfield with Moss in the backfield As well as Singletary On that it looked like Williams was at right tackle What percentage would you put on This being the offensive line week one. Deion Dawkins, Quentin Spain, Mitch Morse, Cody Ford, and Darrell Williams. Well, I haven't been at practice, so I don't know how often they've been rotating in that particular set on the right side of the line. And even if I was at practice, I wouldn't be able to talk about it. So, again, all speculation. That's... That's the right side of the offensive line that I want to see. I want to see Cody Ford at right guard, Darrell Williams at right tackle, and then uh, Ty Nsecki maybe probably ending up getting released uh, to save his cap hit, which is substantial, in uh, 2020. Uh, if they wanted to keep Inseki as the swing tackle, that's okay with me. Uh, I think they like what Ryan Bates brings to the table as their uh, backup offensive lineman but um, what what do I what percentage do I think it's going to be Ford or and Williams on the right side? I really don't know. But I would love to see Cody Ford moving to guard. I've been pretty consistent about that since he's been drafted. Really, um, that I just don't like his speed on the outside. I don't like his um, his footwork on the outside and at guard. He could be an elite level guard where he could be like an okay right tackle. So I'd rather see him be elite at guard. Uh, so, I mean, they obviously brought in Brian Winters. Uh, if they you know, cut Winters, that's going to offset some of the money on um, on the Nseki deal as well. So if if it depends on wh- where they want to go. I mean, they do leave themselves a little bit exposed at backup left tackle with Ryan Bates as your only uh, backup tackle. So, I mean, if they wanted to keep inseki that's okay. So what percentage do I put of Ford at guard and Williams at right tackle? I really have no idea. It's impossible for me to say, so I'm sorry. Uh, it's the one I want to see, though. So, and obviously the Bills have been looking at that as well because we've seen video of that actually happening. Dude of Austin follows that up with, on the offensive line, do you like this year's grouping better than last year's? Uh, if they move forward to right guard and have Daryl Williams at right tackle, I do like it better. Uh, if it's the exact same across. You know the the way and you're just substituting brian winters for john feliciano it's probably going to be a wash so i mean obviously if they're playing together another year Deion dawkins is another year older um he feels like he has something to prove which is what he said after he signed his contract i mean it pretty much is going to be standard um standard it's going to be status quo and so I, i don't know if i like it better than last year's or not if they keep it the way it was and just replace winters uh for feliciano If they move forward inside to right guard, I like it a lot better than last year. So uh, thanks for your questions over at Rumlinks Q&A on Twitter. Next up is Donald J. Duffy who asks, will Andre Roberts have an impact on the offense this season? It seems like he's been getting a lot of first team reps in practice. Of course, we wouldn't have any way of knowing that based on the Bills gag order on... The, the media members that are in practice. He did get some run with the first team. He scored a touchdown uh, during the scrimmage, I believe it was, with Stephon Diggs sidelined. Uh, he was in with a little bit with the first team. But, no, I don't think Andre Roberts is going to get a lot of run with the first team offense this year. They have three solid wide receivers at the top of their depth chart with Stephon Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. They have Gabriel Davis, who is a very good talent and – Stands to be waiting in the wings to take over for one of those guys. I don't think that they're going to be putting him in, you know, the slot ahead of Beasley, or even maybe he plays that um, Isaiah McKenzie uh, jet sweep motion kind of kind of play. But I just don't see him getting a significant role on offense. You know, he was here all last year. Uh, if they wanted to cut McKenzie and use Roberts, they could have done that at any point in time, and they didn't. So I just don't see his role expanding too much on offense. You know, you might see him in for 5% of the snaps or or somewhere in that neighborhood as long as nobody gets hurt. I just don't see him having a huge role in the offense. Now, maybe some of the beat reporters that are in practice have seen him working a ton with the first team, but that hasn't been the indication to me. They've been, you know, they've been showering praise on Stephon Diggs and his target numbers and his catch percentage. They've been talking about how Cole Beasley's having a great camp, and John Brown's been solid. Gabriel Davis has been you know, the darling of the media during training camp. And so while we saw one highlight of Andre Roberts catching a touchdown, I haven't really heard a whole lot about him over the course of training camp, at least on offense. So I think that they're going to keep him as that kind of return specialist, and if they need him on offense, they can use him, but I don't think that's going to be his role on the team. Thanks for your question, over at Q and a Don the dufster We'll be right back after this quick break. Don't go anywhere.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: we're back with your yearly weekly monthly christian wade question uh we've got two questions about christian wade this week jonathan harden asks us is there any chance that wade might see action this season and if not what's the prospect of him remaining at buffalo or even in the nfl next year I don't think he's going to make the team this year. Uh, Sean McDermott was very measured in his response about Christian Wade, about how he's coming along, but um, gave no indication that Wade's going to you know, push for a roster spot. And I frankly would never expected him to. Uh, I talked about this last season. I talked about it you know, earlier this off offseason. P- Bills fans are enamored with Christian Wade, but he's been playing football for two years, I think, where most of these guys have been playing football for at least 22 years or, well, 16 years or, you know, around there because they've been playing since they were kids. And so Christian Wade doesn't have that background knowledge um, to take that pure physical talent that he clearly has uh, and and make it valuable to a team, especially on a 46-man Sunday roster. He's got great vision, great speed, obviously, but he doesn't know how to set up blocks because he wasn't able to follow blocks in rugby, is my understanding. Uh, he doesn't know how to pass protect. Uh, he doesn't understand route concepts because he just wasn't part of rugby. So he has a lot of physical and uh, mental talent, but I don't know if he has the football IQ yet in order to be able to contribute. So there's just a lot of other stuff that goes into being a football player other than athletic ability. And you guys all know that on some level. It's just a matter of whether he has enough of that football IQ to actually make a difference in 2020, and I just don't think he does. So I don't think he's gonna have a role on the offense this year. He's got a guaranteed practice squad spot again. Uh, he'll sit on the practice squad for another year, and then who knows what's gonna happen a year from now. Um, I, I have no idea how far he's come. We haven't seen him in a pre a preseason game. Uh, plus, he was injured for the last week or so. He missed several of the practices with a quad injury. So he was on the bike on the side of practice uh, going through the motions, just trying to stay loose during practice. So, I mean, even if he was on track to make the roster, that's going to set him back. So I just, I, I don't think that there's a way that he makes uh, the roster. So, uh, but Jonathan followed up with, uh, what's his chances of remaining in the NFL next year? I, I don't think it's great. Um, I, Maybe he's a practice squad guy somewhere, but um. I just I just don't see a path for him to the roster at that position. The guys that have made it in, from the international pathway program um, are mostly I think defensive linemen, uh, you know defensive ends, defensive tackles, you know guys that can come in and just use uh, hand checks and you know have one job, get to the quarterback or you know shoot this gap or whatever it happens to be. And running back's just a much more complex position than those other places are. For the international pathway program players. Uh, Jeremy asks us, would it make the most sense for Wade to learn how to return punts and kicks just to specialize in the return game to take over for Roberts? Uh, we know he can catch it. We know he can track the ball and move well in space. All of that's great. Um, I don't, like I said, don't understand if he knows about you know, setting up blocks, setting up you know, say, the, the punt return wall, when to take a fair catch, uh, all of that stuff, I just don't know, because he didn't grow up watching football and playing football and, and understanding the strategy behind it. Um, knowing Sean McDermott the way I think that I know him, he's going to want a sure thing back there at punt returner and kick returner. That's why they don't put Isaiah McKenzie back there anymore, because he puts the ball on the ground too much. And they went out and signed Andre Roberts. Um, I think they might rather go with like Micah Hyde punt catcher than put Christian Wade out there as a punt returner and kick returner. So I don't see that as a very viable path to the roster for him in Buffalo. Thanks for your question over on Twitter at Q and a Jeremy Turk. Before we get to our last question, I wanted to just um, draw your eyes over to buffalorumlings.com. We have a couple new podcasts that have premiered over this offseason so make sure you're checking out all of them uh if you like rumblings q and a there's probably other podcasts on our network you're going to like if you haven't listened to them give them a shot over at the website uh we're going to have some 53 man roster projections we're going to have some more coverage of the buffalo bills offseason and into the regular season we will certainly keep you posted on covid19 updates in western new york and beyond you know how they're having uh no fans at Bills games, but there are going to be fans in week two at Miami. So lots of stuff is happening there and, and it's ever changing, as you guys all know probably from your real world experience. So make sure you're always heading over to BuffaloRumlings.com, following us on Twitter at Buffalo Rumlings, and, um, and just staying in touch with everything that we're doing. Our last question comes from Dude of Awesome, who asks us. We heard Cole Beasley and Leslie Frazier talk about Allen, Josh Allen, throwing more anticipatory and with better decision making. Being a giddy Bills fan, what are you expecting this season? And don't be level-headed. Well, if I'm not being level-headed, you know I, I think that Allen can make a huge jump, that the Bills can go like 13 and 3 and win the Super Bowl. But if I'm being level-headed and thinking about this incrementally and really setting up proper expectations, we've run a couple articles on this this offseason and jeff kantrowski's crunched a bunch of numbers i'll pop those into the show notes but what do i expect from from josh allen i expect a reasonable increase in yards per attempt in passing yards per game in completion percentage and all of that can come back to stefan diggs and better decision making from josh allen we've seen him with a little bit better deep ball accuracy this uh, training camp if he can translate that to live game action when the bullets are actually flying Then I mean he just he's going to keep getting better and and making better decisions. He's gotta figure out when to take those chances. But I think that I I really do think that he has the opportunity to get better. He was so raw coming out of college. He had just, just didn't have the experience, the number of throws that some of these other top prospects had. So he has the opportunity to get better between year two and year three. I don't think he's going to go from 3,000 yards passing in 2019 to 4,000 yards passing in 2020. I just don't see that kind of a jump. Uh, So if he increases his completion percentage above 60%, he has a chance to go to like 3,400 passing yards. He has a chance to go to like 25 um, passing touchdowns. And I mean, especially if you include his, his rushing numbers, like he can have a, a really solid year and not set the world on fire. So, I mean, if you're talking about 3,400 yards a year, 60% completion percentage, a nice touchdown-to-interception ratio of of at least 2-to-1 passing, maybe 3-to-1 if you include his rushing touchdowns, I just, you can see where the improvement can come and be measured in it, but not expect him to be Patrick Mahomes. He's never going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be the greatest passer you know, he's going to be a leader. He's going to be a guy that can throw the ball when he needs to, um, run the ball when he needs to. I don't think his running is going to come out of his game anytime soon. So you have to t- take a look at it as a whole. Um, you know, if, if he can improve on that deep ball, he can gain 40 yards a game and you know 60 a couple percentage points to get him up over 60% comp- completion percentage and become what we want out of an adequate quarterback in the NFL at top, half the nfl quarterback a top 10 nfl quarterback i don't know if he's ever going to be top five top six but he can certainly be good enough where the bills are a consistent winner and that they can make the playoffs and he can be in the conversation for mvp on a great season so I, i mean all of that stuff can happen uh even with an incremental step in 2020 thanks for your question over on twitter at Rumlings QA. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. Again, we would love to have your voicemails 716-508-0405. You can tweet us, you can send us emails, BuffaloRumlings at SBNation.com. You can send us Facebook messages or Instagram messages. Comment on our show notes articles over at buffalorumblings.com There are just so many ways to get in touch with the show. Please leave your questions for next week's episode after roster cutdowns come in. Uh, we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Moving through those, whatever however many days there are between roster cutdowns and the opening of the season against the New York Jets in Week One. Go Bills.
0: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts.